what will eventually happen with Google Stadia? Google will be making games. I think it's going to change a lot of things we think it won't change. All right, welcome back to the Array podcast. I say welcome back, but this is actually our first ever one. If you're watching on YouTube or Instagram, hello. Uh, and if you're listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts, uh, did you know that you can watch this on YouTube if you like watching things? And equally, the people on YouTube, if you want to listen, just go to your favorite podcast platform and we will be on there. Um, as the podcast progresses, we'll become on more podcasts and more platforms. Um, and hopefully we'll have other guests as well. Um, but I'm Hugh Prosser, and this is... Morgan Prosser. Morgan Prosser. We are brothers, and um, we have always had a love of cameras and technology and making things and creating things, and especially creating content, um, and content around our other passions mainly. Um, I run my own YouTube channel and my own company. Morgan runs Array and his own YouTube channel and a million Instagram accounts. So between us, we've got quite a lot of experience in the content world, the 3D modeling world, uh, and the tech world. So we hope that this podcast is gonna be actually interesting. Yeah, so welcome. Okay, so first of all, I want to work Google Stadia. Um, it's been around on the internet for a while. And basically what it is, is Google's solution to gaming. Um, now, gaming is, is really a scattered industry at the moment. You've got console gaming, which is kind of getting further and further out. You've got mobile gaming, which is exploding and has been since about 2008 when smartphones were introduced. And then you've got desktop gaming, which is probably the, um, it's the second largest sector um, and is basically where it's at. If you're a gamer, you weren't playing on desktop, right? You want to build your own machine, you want to build your own experience. Um, the problem is it's expensive. Most people that want to get into gaming, they can't afford to get into gaming because the barrier of entry of having good specs, having a good PC is really, really high. Like you have to have a grand to chuck at a good computer, right? Yeah. To actually play games you want. And then every six months, something updates, there's a new DirectX thing. Like, you know, it's like, it's just insane the pain you go through just to play your favorite game, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you just go open up Steam and play the same game. After all that, right? And it's, it's pointless. So Google's kind of taken this concept and they've gone, right, um, we had the same problem with movie experiences back in the sort of 90s and the early 2000s, which is everyone was upgrading their TVs, everyone was upgrading their sound systems. Um, there are down blockbusters all the time trying to find these new movies and the barrier of entry of athletes enjoying that experience was really high. It was really difficult and there's a lot of friction to enjoy watching films. So they've taken this idea and they've kind of combined it with gaming. And they, they've, now they've created something called Google Stadia. Now it's not released yet, but essentially what it is, is a streaming service for video games. Now this was done before. People have tried to do this in the past. You play a game, it gets rendered off the device, right? So they're doing the rendering of the game. All of the physics, everything is being rendered in some data center somewhere and it's then up to the device to display it and send the network stuff. So all your device has to be able to do now is show an image and have a decent network card. So it's been like cloud rendering. Exactly. It's cloud rendering live. And they also have um, 
the ability to save game states. So just as you're on a console or on your PC or whatever, and you're, you're playing a game, you're playing a game, and you want to, it's dinner time or whatever, so you save your game state, right? And then you can go back to it later, and you still have all your power-ups or whatever it is, you still have it all right. when you resume your game. Well now, with Google Stadia, you can actually log into Google Stadia on your desktop. You can become sort of uh, involved in this game or whatever, and then, I don't know, you've got to get the bus or something. So you pause your game, you go get the bus, and you pull out your phone, and you can play the same game at desktop specs on your phone on the bus over 4G or 5G. Right. Right? So what they're doing, you can look at it two ways. If you're playing on a desktop and you're a serious gamer, still lowest latency, highest quality is going to be spending thousands of pounds on good graphics cards and building this beast of a machine. But that is not what Google's trying to do. Google is trying to bring this desktop experience to anybody with any device by rendering it in these massive data centers. So what will happen is um, NVIDIA will bring out a new card and uh, it's amazing and everyone wants to use it and everyone wants to buy it and put it in their gaming PCs at the moment and that way NVIDIA make tons of money. Now Google will just go and make a special deal and say we want a thousand of those and they'll stick them in a data center and then you'll just still get out of Stadia and it'll look a little bit better. Right. Right, or it'll render a little bit faster. I guess, I guess there's a lot of companies that don't want that to happen. Hmm. <laughs> I think, so, so one of the things that games are a little bit uh, worried about is latency. So latency speeds, if you look on, on sort of a console at the moment, you're looking at two to 300 milliseconds latency. Right. Which is bad. Yeah. That's bad. If you're looking on a PC, it can be anywhere between five milliseconds, one millisecond. Like, you can have whatever you want because you can throw whatever money you want at it, right? Mm. With Google, they've said that the network speed will, if you've got a good network speed, you're playing on an okay device with a good network adapter, they're at about 30 milliseconds. So this is a middle ground between an amazing PC experience and a console experience. Yeah. Now, everyone loves playing games on consoles, but if you're a serious gamer, you play it on PC. Because it's better. Because it's better, <laughs> right? Because it's better. But um, yeah, so, so that's Google Stadia. I'm super excited about it. I'm excited about it because cloud rendering as a concept for your industry, for, for the 3D industry, has been around for a while. Yeah. Like, you make your thing, you send it off, it gets rendered, it comes back. But now it's going to be real-time rendered off the device. Mm. and sent back to you, just like you're streaming a movie. So I think that's that's really interesting, especially for the world of AR and VR, where, okay, now suddenly we've, we've one of the problems with mobile VR, right, you put your phone in like a headset, is your phone can't render an experience that's immersive. Yeah. Because it doesn't have the power to do so. So you can make a really lovely immersive game in Unity and you port it to your phone, and you're, you're about 10 frames a second. It looks really weird and your brain feels sick because that experience doesn't work on that device. Right. But now, potentially, if you're having off-device rendering, you could create an immersive experience that's being rendered in some supercomputer somewhere and just being streamed to your mobile device. And that means the VR and AR are about to get a lot better because 
the problem of processing has been outsourced. Right. So it's just how do you display it? How good is the screen? And how small can we get the device? And how easy is it to win? So it's, it's removing that friction so that people can have a better gaming experience and potentially in the future have a better immersive experience. I feel like that does make it seem a bit more kind of crap though. Why? Well, kind of, I know when you're a gaming part of the kind of coolness is having a nice computer. If anybody can play it on, you know, any device for a couple of quid a month, ten or whatever, then it kind of defeats the point of. I know. It means that anybody can do it. It's it's not kind of impressive if you have a nice computer setup, and it means there's no need for one. That's right, but that's like having. All you need is a good screen. Yeah. You need a good monitor, and that's it. Yeah, that's like, that's it. If you're a serious gamer, you're still gonna want your own desktop. Yeah. Like you're still gonna want to do client side rendering right, yeah. on your computer. But the gaming industry doesn't want that. Right. Right. Because if you think about it, so there's there's um something called a bell curve, which is used all the time in technology, and it's the rate of adoption of a new technology. Right. So the curve looks like an upside down bell. It goes up, peaks, and comes sharply down the other side as well. Now what happens is you've got your early adopters, which is the rise. These are people that love new technology. They're the technologists. They're the people who love trying new things. And they give the illusion to the world that everybody's using it. Right. Then you get your normal standard people using it. And then right at the end, you get the uh, people who are almost against it. So you can look at this in the smartphone industry. 2008, everybody who was an Apple phone, uh, Apple, everybody who was an Apple fan went out and bought an iPhone. Yeah. And it gave the illusion that everybody had an iPhone. So then normal people started going out and buying these iPhones. And now you skip forward and even old people have iPhones. Yeah. Right. So that's gone Which way actually people and then your old people. Right. Right. Um, that happens with all sorts of different things. And I think this is gonna what what's kind of happening with gaming at the moment where you've got right. We've we've completed this entire curve. We've got early adopters yes. using super powerful PCs. Then mobile gaming exploded. Everybody's got a game on their phone. Right? I don't. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're weird. I don't know. <laughs> um, but most people will have played a game on their phone, right. right? And that's because the mobile gaming industry is the largest. Well, it's that uh, when you're, you're bored, really. Exactly. So Google have taken this approach have gone and have gone, okay, why is mobile gaming so big? Mobile gaming is so big because there's no friction. And everybody has a phone. Exactly. You can pick up and be like, oh, yeah, I'll play that game. Hmm. Most of the time it work. You don't have to say, oh, I've got the wrong graphics card, I've got, got to install this other driver, like... Yeah, well, gaming on a PC is hell sometimes. I remember when I got Grand Auto 5, it took about two days to get to run properly. Really? <laughs> two days? Yeah. Obviously not, like, non-stop, like, the time I was able to use my computer. Mm. It's obviously quite limited. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, two... Computer time, days. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get it to run, um, yeah, but it was weird because it was running at about four frames per second and lagging a lot when I first installed it. 
Um, and I got it running at 120 frames per second. Or nice. I was like, damn. Nice. But that was with um, a go on task manager. Get to Windows Explorer, I would find it, and I click end task once Graph Spotify was open, <laughs> which is good. And then uh, <laughs> you'd have to like press, is it Windows R to run something? Mm -hmm. So you can open Task Manager back up and then you can. So you'd end with. No, not, no, you do, you open up Windows Explorer with when you press Windows R. It opens. Back so there's the bar at the bottom disappears. All right. The game's still running. The wallpaper disappears. So you just close down just the frame system. It's <laughs> literally the game. The whole point of the computer is just the game. Just close game. every other window, every other surface, just so we can squeeze out the juice. Pretty much. It's <laughs> <Mr>. a crash. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so that's Google Stadia. I think it's going to change a lot of things we think it won't change. Mm. Because if you look at how Netflix has worked, where we're like, oh sweet, like they've got a couple of DVDs that I don't need to go to the shop to buy. And, and to be honest, actually, if you look at Netflix, right, look at Netflix, you need to look at how they started. Mm. They started by mailing DVDs to you. Really? Right, so first of all, they removed, from the beginning, they removed ownership. You don't need to own this DVD. Well, you're gonna watch it once or twice. Mm. Why would you need to own it? Yeah. You pay us a monthly subscription. We give you a DVD and you send it back. Right, and they go, well, if you're not owning it, why are we sending you a physical item? Mm. Now you just go on your TV and it's already there, right? And now it's, why would you go to another supplier? Basically, this format works so well that everybody's coming up with their own version of Netflix. Disney Plus is coming out this year. Everything that Disney owns and makes, Star Wars, Marvel, all of the stuff, it's all gonna be on one service, right? right? And then you go, um, BBC, ITV, and Channel 4 are starting something called BritBox. Mm. It's just been released. It's the British version of Netflix. Like every, every single thing made by those three people is now on one service that you subscribe to. Right. So you're, and then you've got in America, you've got Hulu, you've got, um, there's a CNN one. Like there's, there's all sorts of different streaming services that you there's can pay monthly. monthly for. So the problem is that Netflix have run into is that, oh my God, we need to make our own content because all the people that are selling their content to us have started their own thing. So yeah, Disney's yeah. not gonna sell the next Avengers film to, to Netflix. They're gonna stick it on their own service. Yeah. So Netflix is in having this massive panic because, um, they have no resources. So they've actually invested billions into what you know as Netflix Originals. Yeah. Because eventually it will just be Netflix Originals. Just to close up on the Google Stadia thing, what will eventually happen with Google Stadia? Google will be making games and experiences. Damn. <laughs> because what will happen is EA have their own streaming service, right? Like whoever it is, yeah, EA, Rockstar have their own streaming service that's not Google Stadia. Mm. They'll start putting their content on Google Stadia. Steam will do it. Oh, Steam will do it. to say Steam. Steam. Yeah, stuff like Origins, which is EA's mm -hmm. version of Steam. But can we not just make that available on the TV and then? If Steam brought up, I mean, potentially the only thing that could kill 
with Google Stadia would be Steam having a good streaming service. But Steam doesn't have the infrastructure, whereas mm. Google do. So most likely what Google will do is actually lease their service to Steam. So right. Netflix runs on Amazon's servers. Right. But Amazon has their own subscription service. Which is Prime. Which is Prime. Which is a lot more than Netflix. Yeah. So these companies aren't fussed about other, their rivals using their hardware because they're like, great, even when people aren't using our service, we still make money. Yeah. <laughs> right? so, but I think Google will eventually make games because the same thing that happened to Netflix will happen to Stadia right. and the other services. Thank you for watching and listening to us today babble on about Google Stadia. If you're interested in this, um, it's a good topic because it's tech and it's 3D. Let us know what you think in the comments below. You can send in some messages. Instagram is probably the best thing to do that. Um, was it Array3D? Yeah, that's the one. Array3D on Instagram. Make sure you're following us there because you've got loads of behind the scenes and you'll be the first to know about all sorts. And of course, don't forget about our YouTube channel. Um, which is, again, Array3D. Go and subscribe to that if you want to watch more of these videos. We do reaction videos, we're going to do podcasts, and we're going to do standalone topics. There's all sorts there. Go and enjoy yourself. Go and have an amazing day. Thank you very much. I'm Hugh. I'm Morgan. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, I feel bad. Oh. You're loosening up.